I said, your past can pre prevent you from uh, God's blessing in the present. My past has not defined me. My, my past has not destroyed me. My past has not deterred me. My past has not defeated me. My past has only come to strengthen me. Who is that for this morning? You're not defined by your past because your past had a goal. Your past was to get you to your present. Oh, my goodness. But what I found is, here it is, what I found is, what defines you describes you. I'll let that settle. What defines you also describes you. But when something is defined, you have the option of living with it or not. Yeah, yeah. Through this series, I want to be prescriptive. I want to be prescriptive of what God has for you and what it means to be redefined, having a life that's redefined by God. So for us today, it's going to begin. The prescription is going to start in John, in the book of John. Y'all familiar with the book of John? It's going to be on the screen. John chapter 1. In the book of John, it opens with a description of who Jesus is. I tell you, truth closes the gap from your past and who you were and probably who you are right now if you haven't accepted Christ ever in your life, if you don't know who Jesus is. So in the book of John, it starts off with the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, and, and nothing was made except by him. So the scripture tells us in John 1 that everything was made. We're going to start in verse 12. So John lets us know that there's something about the beginning that created everything. John's gospel is written only for us to believe. That's, that's the sole purpose of John's gospel. It's the fourth gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. So in John chapter 12, or John chapter 1, verse 12, it says this. Are y'all ready? Okay, it'll be on the screen. It says, but to all who believe him, y'all see it? All who believe him. The problem is some people don't believe. Some people don't believe he was in the beginning, that he was and is. But to, to those of you who believe, to all who believe, it doesn't say he's, you got to be black, white, Jew, Gentile, rich, poor, educated, or no degree. But to all, everybody say all. all. All who believe him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Yeah, a follower of Christ. The first thing I want you to know is a follower of Christ. As a follower of Christ, you're, you're, you're not a follower of Christ just because you know him. He said all who believe, not all who know. The devil knows him. And some of us are comfortable saying, well, we know, who, we know who God is. We know God. We know what church is all about. We know. We know. But no doesn't do you any good. Knowing doesn't. The first step to believing, the first step to knowing God and to experiencing God, experiencing Christ, is believing. That's the first step. Everybody say first step. First. Yeah, you got to get that down. 13, verse 13. I only have two verses for you right here in the opening. Verse 13, John says, they are reborn. You see the re, reborn. So you're here because you were born. But not everybody here has been reborn. The prefix re means to do it again. 
That's why we put the, 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 the re on reignite for the prefix. It's not really about the ignite part. It's about the re. We're asking God to do it again. So to those who are reborn, who has started over again, <laughs> not with the physical birth resulting from human passion. Man, I, I'm not going to touch that. Or, or, or plan, <laughs> but a birth that comes from God. There has to be a spiritual transaction. I'm looking for a spiritual transaction to happen this morning in the house. So I want to use for a subject this morning, defined by Christ. Defined by Christ. I'm praying that somebody's ready to start over this morning. And I'm not going to be long. I'm not going to be long. I know we dedicate the babies. We worship. We had that experience. I'm not going to be long because my cowboys are playing at 1 o'clock. But somebody... Redskins, y'all be losing at one. <laughs> Somebody perhaps needs to start over again. So I want to ask you, I, I asked God to give me some clarity on how can I explain what it means to be identified and defined and redefined. Do y'all know what this is? Yeah. Keychain. <laughs> y'all know what this is? Um, say again. Is a label mach- label machine label maker? Looking for my tags. Yeah, it's a label maker. What does a label maker do? A, la- <laughs> a label maker makes labels. Yeah, that's 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 all it does. So so this is a label maker. Yeah, we label things with it. Here we label your kids. When they come to children's church, we, we, we label them. We label them with uh, the label maker. Um, I have some pre-written labels, though, because sometimes our lives are identified by labels. And, and I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how many of you have been labeled in your life? Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if, this, if, if any of these labels fit you, raise your hand. Um, some people say you were nice. Yeah, you heard that before? Yeah. It's all right. It's all good. I'm going to throw the rest. Some, 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 have, some have heard that you were a friend. Any, any friends in here? Yeah, yeah, you get that one. Um, student, student, way in the back, way in the back. It, it, it may get there. Um, you might have said this of yourself, stressed. <laughs> my, my hand went up when I wrote it. I was like, <laughs> just, just stressed, stressed. <laughs> it came back to me, did it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, usually we identify ourselves by labels, by labels, by some type of label. Um, but for the moment, when we believe, all that has changed. Labels come from our past, but they don't represent our present, not, not our future in God, not our future in God. As a follower of Christ, you have been identified by what you are descriptive to do. Oh, I'll say that again. As a follower of Christ, you have been identified by what you are descriptive to do. Yes, because design always gives way to the designer. I like to repeat myself. I said design always gives way to the, to the designer. So growing up, 
to illustrate the point, growing up, I was very poor in middle school. Um, my mom and dad uh, divorced, and, and uh, it was pretty tough on us. I'm the oldest of three, uh, raised by my mama. But I'm here to say that you can turn out all right. Um, I was very poor in middle school, and uh, I didn't have the option of wearing designer clothes. And so um, it made me feel pretty bad. Um, do you know that you can, it's possible to feel poor? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not just talking about material things. I'm just talking about, you know, it's possible emotionally to yeah. feel poor, just empty, just without, isolated. Yeah, but there's truth for that. The Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And so in high school, I, 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 was, I, was, I was pretty poor. I never had design or anything. Uh, labels weren't that important to me until my friend, one of my friends told me one day, he said, you know, hey, man, let me try to do it in his voice. He said, bruh, when it came to my clothes and my designer stuff that I'd never had because I was poor, he said, bruh, the clothes don't make the man. He said, the man makes the clothes. <laughs> I said, what, bro? He's like, he said, bruh, clothes don't make the man. He said, the man, not the man, the man <laughs> makes the clothes. I said, oh, man, I mean, changed my life. Simple statement changed my life because I, I at, at one point, when I, as I got to, uh, to my sophomore season, what I started to do, I started to learn in home ec. I started to learn in home ec how to, how to sew and how to cut and stitch and do things like that, how to iron and stuff like that. Tiff never ironed my military uniforms and stuff like that, but that's, that's a whole nother subject. Um, <laughs> I learned how to iron. So, I would, so when, it, when it was in the style, when everybody was wearing skinny jeans back then, <laughs> like in 83, <laughs> What I would do is I would take my bell bottoms and I would cut them and I would stitch them together and I would roll them up at the end and I would rock them with my one pair of shoes I had and I would wipe them down and keep them always clean. So everybody always thought I had a pair of fresh ones. But what I'm trying to tell you is I took pride in my, in my own creating of, of the look. So I, I didn't worry about the labels. I didn't worry about designer. I didn't worry about that then. I took pride in creating my own look. And in Genesis... When God reached down into the dirt and started to create humanity where he found you, when he reached down into the stuff that he shouldn't have touched, when he reached down into the dirt to create, he created his own look. He created man. It says he created Adam in, the Im in his image, and then he breathed, everybody go, the breath of life in him. So we owe everything to God. Regardless how you take it, you owe everything to God. Because God created his own look when he had you in mind. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We're made in his image. Do you know, this is for free. I like to give away free stuff. This is for free. Do you know that everything that's created by hand is more expensive? The most luxurious things are created by hand. So when God fashioned you, when he made you, he had expensive taste in mind. That's for free. That's for free. In our text today, in our text today, John points to the possibility. He, he points to the possibility of you having an opportunity to start over again. Yeah, most of us live our lives without starting over. But how many of you want a fresh start? Amen? Not everybody, because you're doing it on your own. But most of us have lived, have lived um, a life where we wanted to start over. We wanted the opportunity to start over. So 
most of us have started with an identity crisis. I was watching the ESPN 30 for 30 interview recently, just last week, I think it was Thursday, Friday. I was watching the ESPN 30 for 30 interview about Dennis the Worm Rodman. Y'all know Dennis Rodman? And in his 50s, at the end of the interview, it talked about his life, but at the end of the interview, in his 50s, he said, he is one of the most 10 recognized people in the world. That says a lot. He said he's one, of the, he's one of the top 10 most recognized people in the world. And then he concluded, he said, you would think that would make me happy. And then he broke down as the interview closed. Yeah, most of us live our lives trying to find other things and trying to, trying to uh, uh, accomplish other things and trying to find identity in anything other than Christ. You know, some of us have some childish ways. When it comes to our identity, we have some childish ways. But tell your neighbors, tell the person close to you that, that I may have some childish ways, but I'm still his child. I'm still his child. I'm still his child. Yes, 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 yes. When Christ calls us, that's what the thing I get excited about. When, when Christ calls me, Cody, when Christ calls me, when Christ calls me, Pernell, when Christ calls me, he knew my past as well as my proclivities. He knew the things that, that was in my past that made me the sum total of who I was then, and he knows the tendencies I have today. Because some of us have some wild thoughts, and I feel the spirit of Rihanna coming over the church right now, because some of you have some wild, 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 wild thoughts. So God knows he knew who you were and he knew who you could be. That's what I love about him. That's what I love about God. He knows me. He created me. He knew Marsha was straight. <laughs> if it wasn't for the grace of God, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So here's my point. Here's my point. What we're defined by, we're also identified by. Yeah, ladies. Ladies. Have you ever seen the show, What Not to Wear? Yeah, yeah, I'm always searching for clarity. What Not to Wear. And on the show, What Not to Wear, there's, there's these uh, consultants that they take someone who's tore up from the floor up. And they, uh, they may be good, they may be professional hairstylists, they may be a business exec or whatever, but they just can't get it together. And so they take these, 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 these uh, consultants take these individuals and they take them in and they try to show them how to wear you know, for the moment. How, how to wear, whether you're in the office, whether you're in the, in the shop doing hair, all right? And the show is called What Not to Wear. Um, and so they, 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 try to, they try to dress them up, and then when they present them at the end of the show, it's like, bam, who was that? All right? Do you know the Holy Spirit's job is to do the same thing with you? The Holy Spirit's job, when, when, you, when you say, God, I believe you, I believe that, you, that your son came and died for me, but Lord, I don't know how to do this. The Holy Spirit, the moment you believe and receive and acclaim Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are all, all the way in included as one of the children of God. But you don't know what to do, so you're, you're walking out doing your thing. And the Holy Spirit's job is to help you look right, is to help clothe you with certain attire that when people see you, they are identifying you as a child of God. Yeah, I'm going to help you some more. So we don't know what to wear. We don't know how to wear it. But there's truth for that too. Fortunately for us, the Bible is a great textbook on what to wear and what not to wear. So because those of us that want to live a life redefined, we have to look a certain way on the outside. 
Everybody say on the outside. Colossians 1, uh, Colossians 3 says this. It'll be on the screen. It says, put on, y'all see it? It says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Verse 11. In this new life, it doesn't matter what you, if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slaved or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in us. Verse 12, since God had chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves. Everybody say clothe yourselves. Yeah, you must clothe yourselves with what? What am I clothing myself with, Pastor? With tender mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Yeah, yeah. I'll say it again. Patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds all together in perfect harmony. Pastor, so you, you're telling me I have to dress for the occasion? No, that's not what I'm telling you. I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you that you have to dress for every occasion. And the Holy Spirit helps us with that the moment you believe. The Holy Spirit's role in a child of God's life is to coordinate our wardrobe, to help you put on love, to help you put on patience, to help you put on kindness. See, that, you, that eliminates, the scriptures eliminate this ancient text. It eliminates your excuse to say, well, that's just how I am. Patient pastor, are you talking to me? It eliminates that excuse. Because the Bible says that this is available to you, but you have to put, everybody put on clothes this morning, right? Unless there's somebody in the back. My classes. <laughs> anyway. The Holy Spirit helps us coordinate. Coordinate. I need love to show up sometimes when, when, when I want to be something else. But I can't have love show up all the time when I see a sister in need. I can't be in love then. So the Holy Spirit lets us know when to put it on and when to put it off. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But the goal is to be identified, a child of God, to be identified by it when they see patience, love, and all these things. Yeah. To coordinate means, by definition, I thought I'd help you out this morning. To coordinate means... By definition, it means to bring different elements into relationship that will ensure efficiency or harmony. And you and I can't do that without God's help because you'll mess it up. Every morning we should be praying, God, help me. Help me today. Help me not to get in my feelings. Depending on what you got planned for the week, help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me to walk away when I should walk away or sometimes run. Lord, help me to embrace. Give me the courage. We tell, we tell people here at our church that we got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So when God's working and doing things in your life, you got to be comfortable with knowing that's him. So, so you, at one point, you'll just easily accept that that's, that's God. That's not me. That's God guiding me. That's God talking to me. Yeah, we can't do it. 
without God's help. But I'm about to get in your business this morning. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul tells us what defines you is describing you. So we all need a wardrobe change. We all do. We all need to remove and replace. It would look silly to walk around with a coat on in July, right? Yeah, it'd, be, it'd look silly to have flip-flops on in December. Yeah, we all have things that we need to put on and put off. Because some, some of our attitudes are, are showing up at the wrong time. Some of the things that we think about <laughs> is showing up at the wrong time, and it's, and it's probably putting us in a depressive state. So we need God's help. We need the Holy Spirit's help to, to help us with what we're supposed to do and what we're supposed to think, how we're supposed to look. Yeah. Or else you'll look ridiculous out there. Have you ever seen somebody wearing something that looks too small? Yeah, I was at the beach yesterday. I was standing performance, kid. Outstanding sunrise performance. Um, I was at the beach yesterday and I saw some people. I just had to sip my drink, my, my water. I just had to sip my water. <laughs> sip my water and I said, I'm glad I have shades on because, man, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> have, am I the only one have seen people wear stuff that looks too small? Yeah. You need God's help and I need God's help because sometimes pride looks too small on you. It's tight, but you're still trying to wear it. Sometimes impatience looks too small on you. Sometimes unforgiveness looks too tight on you. You're trying to wear, you're trying to wear unforgiveness, and it's so tight and squeezing your heart. You have to remove and replace. Replace unforgiveness with love. Yeah, Lord, help us. But imagine this, and I'm gone. We're gone after this. Imagine this, because we got the game coming. Imagine this. If everyone put on love before they leave the house, I think Virginia Beach would change as a culture. I said, if everybody, if, if, if just the Christians, if just the Christians put on love, I think some homes would be different. Man, I'll say that again, because I don't want to look at nobody. If everybody put on love, Pastor, I believe some homes would look different. Yeah, I believe so. I'm agreeing with myself. When love identifies a follower, it also describes a follower. That's all I'm trying to repeat to you. Yeah, because love is, love is consistent to God's call. If you've been called and you don't have love, I challenge whether you really have been called. Yeah, love is consistent to God's call. So when people see love on you, they see redesign. They see redesign. How he made, how he made you, what he had in mind, what God had in mind for the earth. What he, and it encourages me, Steve, because when I see love on you, it encourages me that what he has for me. Because he doesn't, this is for free. I told you I like giving away free stuff. This is free. What, what he does in you is not for you. It's for you to share with others so others will see him. Oh, my gosh. When you see design, you, when, you, when you see Versace, I don't know how many he's got on Versace shoes, but when you see Versace, you think of the, de of the designer, right? So when you see love, you don't think of Travis. You think of, man, what makes him act that way? 
What, ma- what makes her be that way when, she, when I was ugly to her, yet she still loves me? Design identifies the, the designer. I told you we're gone. When people see love on you, they see, re- they see redesign and they know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. So in John, love calls us to believe and receive. And in Colossians, where Paul writes, because he's been through a lot. So he wrote most of the New Testament. Paul writes and says that love identifies and describes how we are. Yeah. And for the people in the back, I haven't given you no love on the back row. Thank you for not sleeping. But I'm going to close with this. God can do something consistent in you. He can do something consistent in you. Because his goal is to describe you and to identify you so that everywhere you go, people will recognize there's something special about your God. Yeah. I said he wants to do something specific and special in you. I'm going to give it to the middle row as, as a repeat. He wants to do something specific and special in you so that everywhere you go, people will see there's something special about your God. In the front, what God wants to do, he's, he wants to do something special, and he wants to do something specific in you. So wherever you go, people will see, OMG, there's something special about her God. Would you stand with me as we close? Would you stand with me? I'm following the baby's cue. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's, it's lunchtime. Thank you for being here with us this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I said all that to say, all that rambling, I said all that to say, somebody here needs an opportunity to start over again. Somebody needs an opportunity. That's what being reborn means. That's what being reborn means. It means, that, it means to do it again, spiritually. Human, humanity gives birth to humanity Spirit, Holy Spirit gives birth to spirit. You can't do that on your own. But all you have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. It's simple. God made it that simple. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray for you. God, I thank you for the opportunity to speak your word to these people, to speak truth about your redesign. Father, I ask that you help us to be defined and redefined by Christ. as as people who believe because we have a past but we need you in our present and if there's anyone here that needs Christ in their lives because you don't know Christ and you you want an opportunity to start over I'm not going to embarrass you but I I have every head bowed and every eye closed for a reason because I don't want to embarrass you but I want those of you who want Christ to just raise your hand and I'm going to say a prayer amen I see your hand I'm not going to embarrass anybody amen 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 I'm going to pray in a minute. I'm going to pray. I saw your hand. I saw your hand. Everybody, heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but I saw the hands, and this is what I want to do. I'm going to say a prayer. I want you to repeat that prayer. Trust your pastor. When you say this prayer, if you believe what you're saying, you are dedicated as his. Love will clothe you, but you got to choose to walk in it. Amen? Father, I believe. Let's say it together so no one's embarrassed. Father, I believe in Jesus Christ that he's the son of God and he is my savior. Cleanse me of my sins. Today, I walk in newness. Today, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.